0: It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now.
1: Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday, October the 31st, and you're listening to the National Award-winning Family Radio Talk Show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. I am Shana, and I welcome you to a new week and a brand new broadcast episode for us here. Now, we are at the end of October, and I sure hope all is well. We have a little more to go, and then we'll officially be into November. November. And by the way, happy Halloween. I hope you get lots of treats this week. And we are quickly approaching the holiday season. Thanksgiving will be here before we know it. And much cooler weather has certainly hit many parts of the U.S. already. Now stay with us for the upcoming weeks and months for more original programming and balanced news talk gear just for you. We have some very unique and engaging content aimed to keep you informed in a very timely manner. After all, you have a busy life. Now, please remember that we certainly do offer high quality and professional news talk in a very busy, congested, and very crowded industry. I don't need to tell you that there are lots of different options of media that you could be listening to. Now, if this happens to be your very first time listening to Let's Talk America Radio, I do welcome you and I want to let you know that you can listen in again at your convenience, okay? Simply visit LTAradio.com. Visit LTAradio.com and there you're going to find that our podcast episodes are available. 24 hours a day at your convenience so you can stay informed the way you want to. And keep in mind, we present versatile content. Now, Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show is a national award-winning family radio program offering informative news talk for every single member of your household, regardless of generation, okay? And we've had the amazing opportunity to be on air for four years, and we are so grateful for that opportunity. Now, we've presented the exclusive interviews on so many diverse topics with the leading experts and advocates, and many of those advocates that join up here are celebrities that you recognize. Okay, and we all want to give you the information we all deserve. We will continue to cover issues related to health, law, politics, education, business, finance, music, pop culture, and so much more. We cover the issues that impact you. Right now, I would ask that you please use the hashtag LTA Radio. Use the hashtag LTA Radio all caps or lowercase, on your favorite social media outlet. Perhaps it's the famous Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's Google+, it's Pinterest. Whatever it is, we don't care, but we want you to use that hashtag, LTA Radio, so others can know that you are tuned into, you're interested in quality news talk that informs. And the second reason why we want you to use LTA Radio hashtag on your favorite social media outlet is because we can find you here at the team at Let's Talk America Radio. and we do follow that connect with us on social media well each and every week we feature conversations that aim to inform and impress and tonight is no exception let's get informed on the trending issues First up, now before the year is out, an estimated 250,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Join your award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, tonight for an in depth discussion with Dr. Joyce Nestrick about breast cancer. We have to stay informed, and this is such a very important topic, okay? As you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We're putting the spotlight on this topic. We all need to know the facts. And of course, tonight's show is titled What We Need to Know About Breast Cancer. Also, in any given year, 18% of American adults and 20% of children experience a mental illness. Now, that's according to the National Institute of Mental Health. In one recent report, 43.3 million Americans had a mental illness. Now, some of these problems include anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, postpartum depression, and mild or major depression. Dr. Jeffrey Kahn, director of the Vanderbilt Center for Neuroscience Drug Discovery, joins us tonight for a critical discussion about getting help and treatment. Stay tuned in. Also, have you ever wondered if the chicken you brought home from the grocery store was raised in a cage? Or if it was actually given hormones. Well, to help clear up some common chicken misconceptions or urban myths, the National Chicken Council has developed the Chicken Guarantees Campaign. And here tonight to separate the chicken fact from the chicken fiction is Tom Super. He's senior vice president of communications of the National Chicken Council. And he's going to be with us tonight. So stay tuned in, okay? I asked him some real questions and you want to hear his answer. And lastly, are you planning a winter vacation this year? Well, the sooner you lock in on the plans, the better you may have luck at locking in some great deals. Tonight, we chat with a travel expert, Melanie Fish, who shares tips to help us make the most of these winter holiday plans. Okay, she wants to talk about making those dreams into a reality. And she even points out they may be more affordable than you think. Now, as you can see, we have a very diverse and versatile lineup tonight and stay with us, okay? Remember, if you happen to listen to one or two of the interviews airing tonight and you missed the third one, no big deal. You can always go back and listen to the replay podcast at your convenience. Simply visit LTAradio.com. Again, that's LTAradio.com. Keep in mind that our signature in the news segment will air in mere minutes and that's where we highlight the trending news of the day and it's been a busy day, okay? We're going to cover some important news for you. And also, remember, we love spotlighting timely news and also phenomenal music. And tonight, the tunes of Gregory D. and Company will air. So certainly stay tuned in. Well, everyone, it is not too late. You still have time to go to your smartphone and message a family, friend, colleague. Hey, even your next door neighbor in your apartment building. Let them know that LTA Radio is broadcasting now. And we're putting the spotlight on the trending topics you want to know more about. We dig deeper. And tonight's feature interview is highlighting breast cancer awareness. What we need to know. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio, where we highlight news, talk, and phenomenal music. Stay tuned in.
0: Tired of going from store to store, wasting gas just to attempt to find the perfect neckwear accessory for the special guy in your life? Well, t Bowties and Apparel has made it quite simple and convenient with a wide selection of quality and affordable bow ties online. You're bound to find the perfect item for any guy in your life with TNN bow ties and apparel. We do offer adorable bow ties for young boys, including infants. Don't waste your time standing in long lines. Shop with TNN bow ties and apparel for exclusive deals. Visit TNbowties.com. Again, that's TNbowties.com, where style meets purpose. early, and we just love listening
1: to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to
2: Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. Of course, with each episode, we always have to acknowledge our national sponsors and partners and individual donors. Your continued support makes all the difference, allowing us the opportunity to present quality news talk each and every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, if you're listening to my voice and you're with an organization and you are interested in collaborating with the national award-winning popular radio program, certainly shoot us a quick email. The best way to do that is simply reach us at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, simply email us at admin at ltaradio.com and a member of the team will get back with you. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our listeners. The listeners mean everything to this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough for all of your support. Not only do you tune in to the live broadcast, often you go back and listen to the replay podcast, and you also tell your family and friends about our programming. We've gotten the messages. We've received the feedback. Thank you for continuing to tell others about our program, okay? Our downloads continue to grow, and we know that's because of our listeners. Thank you again. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news. And this is the segment on the show where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And of course it's always a busy day in terms of news. Quick housekeeping note if you're ever interested in viewing the televised edition of In the News simply visit ltaradio.com Visit ltaradio.com and click on the Vimeo link and there you're going to find footage for the In the News that we present with TV Channel 182 News on the chart network out of georgia okay check it out well everyone it is now time for in the news for the radio show it is tuesday october the 31st it's halloween and we're set to keep you informed in the news all eyes on washington both Democrat and Republican congressional members alike are awaiting details expected to be released this week about potential criminal charges and special federal counsel Robert Mueller's probe into Russia's interference with the 2016 presidential election and the possibility of collusion with President Donald Trump's campaign associates. Now, verified reports surfaced late last week that a grand jury approved the first charges in the ongoing federal investigation. At this point, we know that Paul Manafort, former campaign chairman for President Trump, has been charged. And we are awaiting details on those specific charges. Now, Manafort turned himself in to federal agents early Monday morning. President Trump did take to Twitter over the weekend to denounce the investigation, calling it a witch hunt. We will keep you posted on this trending news story. In the news, Puerto Rico and Storm Recovery, head of Puerto Rico's power company, announced over the weekend it will terminate a $300 million contract with the utility company Whitefish Energy Holdings under scrutiny for its efforts to coordinate restoring electricity to the island after Hurricane Maria's devastation. Now, Ricardo Ramos, who is head of Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority, claimed questions over the deal from Puerto Rico's governor and Washington officials have taken the focus away from the repairs that need to be completed. At this point, the government will need Need to find new companies to help restore power for the island The Whitefish Company has struggled to get power crews to Puerto Rico for repairs. Both congressional Democrats and Republicans called for investigations into the delay and other details of the company. Now, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, issued a statement just last week that it had not approved any reimbursement money for Whitefish. At this point, point, 70 percent of Puerto Rico remains without power. And finally, in the news, stress and educators. More school educators are now saying their mental health is suffering more than compared to just two years ago. 58% of educators surveyed said their mental health was not good for seven or more of the previous 30 days, according to findings released early this week by the American Federation of Teachers Association. It's believed that school budget cuts, political discourse, and other factors are taking a toll on the nation's teachers. Now, for more information on this trending news story, do join us on Twitter. The handle on Twitter is LTA Radio Show. Our handle on Twitter is LTA Radio Show. And if you're a news junkie, you're going to love to us on Twitter because we share breaking news stories. 24 hours around the clock okay we give you much more than what we present in In The News of course In The News is a great convenient and brief way of keeping you informed but of course for more details certainly follow us out there on social media and on Twitter or handle LTA radio show well everyone this concludes this week's edition of In The News for our radio show but we'll be back on with more news of course and of course tonight we have more featured conversation aimed to provide more coverage of those trending. News stories. Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. In mere minutes, we will be on with our featured conversation: what you need to know about breast cancer. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. They gave us service that required sacrifices, and now you have the opportunity to show your support for U.S. veterans on Friday, November the 10th, 2017, at 10 a.m. by supporting the City of Stockbridge's Veterans Day celebration. Veterans are vital members of our communities. Join us for a morning of family fun, including a parade in the city of Stockbridge and a Veterans Recognition Luncheon at the beautiful Merrimanders Conference Center in Stockbridge, Georgia. Prepare to witness a community celebration of our veterans. If you are interested in being a partner or sponsor of the celebration, please call the City Events Office at 678 833 Show your support of veterans on Friday, November the 10th, 2017 at 10 a.m. with the City of Stockbridge's Veterans Day celebration. The parade will kick off at the Stockbridge Cemetery located at 4380 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia. Let's recognize our veterans. Again, for more information, please call 678-833-3333 or visit wwwcityofstockbridge ga Gov. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Let's Talk America Radio. Right now, it's time for our inspirational corner, and this is where we highlight one motivational statement intended to get you through your week. Maybe it's working with your career. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're on some sort of break and relaxing and vacation, whatever it is. Hey, we want to certainly give you some motivational words to go with it. And Muji once said, At the end of the day, you can have something in your head, Something in your hand or something in your heart? What are you choosing? Again, Muji once said at the end of the day, you can have something in your head, something in your hand, or something in your heart. What are you choosing? You know, that's a very, uh, thoughtful statement, I would say, because he's right. Each and every day, we have the option to choose how we close it out, how we make peace with it. What are we choosing to be important to us, right? Is it what's in your heart? Is it what's in your head with knowledge? Or is it something in your hand? Is it something materialized, something based off of money? Uh, Whatever it is, it's certainly your prerogative, uh, your right to choose but just make sure it's where we want to be in life long term because I personally believe it is about our legacy. And often, as many people have said and Maya Angelou said it best, people will forget what you said, but they will always remember how you make them feel. I hope you have one phenomenal life and I hope you're having a great week. After all, it is Tuesday, October the 31st. It's trick-or-treating for millions of children around the world. I hope we all get a lot of treats tonight. We'll we'll be back on in mere seconds, okay? We're putting the spotlight on breast cancer. It is October. It's the end of October. And no better time to talk about breast cancer awareness. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio.
3: This is Atlanta-based gospel singer, Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com
2: slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's
0: Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Yeah.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics you want to know more about. And, of course, October is go pink. That's all for a great cause, Breast Cancer Awareness month. And did you know that an estimated 252,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer this year, and an estimated 40,000 will die of breast cancer, and that's this year alone. Now, here to put the spotlight on breast cancer, the screening and a and all the information that you and your family can have to be empowered uh, if, God forbid, any of this ever is happening to your family, is Joyce Nestrick. She, of course, is with the Nurse Practitioners Association. No, Joyce, welcome back to the program.
2: All right, thank you for having me back.
1: Excited to have you on, of course, Let's Talk America Radio has partnered in the past with the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Uh, you came on before talking about vaccines. We're talking about a different type of health concern. One that's very serious, I mentioned at the top of this segment, Joyce, that over uh, 250,000 will be diagnosed with this. When people hear these numbers, it's very scary. Where are we in this battle of breast cancer? Um, from my understanding, more women are living with it. Is that correct? Yes, and in fact, um, today
2: a woman's chance of dying from breast cancer has dropped 38% since the 1980s. Oh,
1: so wow.
2: Since then, an estimated 300,000 lives
1: have been saved. Wow. So, I mean, we, we are certainly uh, surviving more. I, I would imagine, is that due to early detection and screening, Joyce, or maybe the medications are better? Well, it's a combination of
2: both. So early detection and screening are certainly important steps towards prevention um, and early detection of the disease. So the earlier it's detected, uh, chances of uh, being cured.
1: Oh, wow. So let's talk about that because I know uh, many organizations, many community members go pink in October to talk about the awareness of it and for the screening. Where does the screening start? I know I've heard different things. Some say at home do your own examination. Some say visit the doctor at least once a year, a nurse practitioner. Where do we do? If a woman is sitting listening to this conversation and she's 40 years old and she goes, I just turned 40, I'm not sure where to go, help us out, Joyce.
2: So I think the best thing is if you notice any changes in your breast, you need to let your provider know right away. Um, And then also having your annual checkup, your annual breast exam, is also a good step. And then following the guidelines for your annual mammogram. I know there's different guidelines out there. There's some myths about following... Uh, different screenings, whichever screening plan you follow, um, stick with that, and then get your um, annual um, mammograms. Okay. Um, that is one of the best ways to make sure that you're going to detect this disease early and have a chance, uh, if it is found, you know, to survive.
1: Wow, and so you brought up some very good points, making sure we see that medical provider on a regular basis. You did say, I know you opened up saying that uh, if you see any changes in the breast themselves. So I, I don't want to overstate the obvious. Of course, you're a medical expert. We're not. But that means being attentive to our bodies as well, right, making sure we're looking in the mirror and seeing if there's anything different going on. Because I do think part of that is women and men, but we're talking about breast cancer that impacts women more. We need to be aware of any changes going on, Right.
2: That's correct. It's like with any other part of your body. If you see any skin changes, any lumps or bumps, uh, those sort of things that will make you uh, concerned, uh, pain, you know, any of those things you should make sure that you bring it to the attention of your um, nurse practitioner or other, other provider.
1: And one thing I'm sure that you would certainly encourage being a medical provider, nurse practitioner, Joyce, is that if someone in the family, even if it's an aunt or sister or mom, has been diagnosed with breast cancer, I think what happens a lot of times as women or men, when we get in front of our provider, I'm talking to you and you're my provider, Joyce, and you say, we well, need changes? No, no changes with me. But you're, do you believe that we need to be very adamant about sharing our concerns or that someone else has been diagnosed with breast cancer so you know then what our game plan should be? Absolutely.
2: But, uh, um, you know, having a family history of breast cancer is certainly one reason why you would want to be um, screened. And and women are 200 more times more likely than men to get the disease, but oh. men can get breast cancer. Okay. But the okay. myth is if you if you don't have um, a family history, you don't need to be screened, but that's not true. Uh, okay. 90% of women have no family history. Oh, um, wow. So we have to to really stress that it's important to be screened, family history or not.
1: Wow, that's, that's very important, and thank you for bringing that up because I think so many times we get caught up, and I've heard community uh, individuals saying out reporting, oh, that doesn't run in my family. But I think if we're talking about breast cancer or any form of cancer or even other diseases, Joyce, I know you're very adamant being a health advocate for all health conditions, it doesn't necessarily have to run in the family to get screened and talk with the provider about it, Right. Absolutely, because
2: you want to make sure that you talk to the provider because the earlier uh, things can be detected, the greater the chance of being cured. For example, my sister-in-law found uh, a change in her breast. She had um, uh, a screening. They found a problem early on in her breast. Um, She was able to get radiation, and she's been 20 years now
1: cancer-free in her breast. Say that's phenomenal. So those are great success stories. Let's talk about the screening process of a mammogram. Maybe there's someone listening in, 38, maybe they're 43. They have not had a mammogram yet. Please explain and emphasize that it it is not painful at all.
2: No, um, the actual technique of a mammogram has gotten better, I think, over time. There's... um some new imagery out, and also the traditional mammogram is really not painful. Most places have women uh, uh, technicians that provide the mammogram. It's a comfortable um, okay. environment, and so I think um, you should feel safe and secure getting that test done.
1: And that's important, making sure we're doing the screening. It is October, um, Joyce, so maybe we can even do innovative gal pal things with other friends or say we go to the movies or maybe we all make an appointment together to go see our provider and get that mammogram, right? I mean, let's make it a, a, a circle or friendship or family affair because we want to stay healthy, right? Absolutely. So
2: remind each other and remember that 80% uh, of new cases happen in women over age 50, so if you're oh in that over age 50 group, okay. um, it would be a good idea to remind your, your lady friends that they need to, to uh, follow through with um, getting their mammograms.
1: I know, Joyce, throughout this interview, you have emphasized early detection um, can certainly be very huge in saving lives. I don't need to tell you right now. There's someone sitting in Miami, Florida, and they're saying, I hear you, Joyce. I certainly do. Um, but they're thinking, you know, I've already been diagnosed with diabetes or maybe I have hypertension, and the last thing they want to hear, and it's an emotional mind factor, you know that being a medical provider, is being told one more thing. And so maybe they're hoping, wishing on a limb that, hey, maybe I've had some discomfort in the left breast, but I don't want to hear bad news. Maybe it will eventually go away. Please speak to how important it is. Again, I know you said it, that the, more, the earlier you get in, and if there's possibly a problem, the better off you are in surviving any type of health condition. But speak to that person right now that's going through the emotional rollercoaster I can't take one more piece of bad news.
2: Well, I think it's very important to understand that putting off a mammogram, even for a couple months, will make a difference. Um, Most people don't know, but a stage zero to one breast cancer is almost 100% survivable, meaning that your health care provider can catch it early and your chances of surviving go way up. But if you let it go, you know, by stage three, your chances drop to 72%. So why wait? Get early detection.
1: Well, early detection saves lives. And and I I keep bringing this up because when I'm out in their community reporting, women will tell me, hey, I'm keeping my kids on their vaccination schedule. I get my kids their flu shot. I'm making sure my spouse and my husband or partner, they're going to the doctor following up with blood pressure. When it comes to myself, I'm just way too busy. To that busy woman right now that says she can put everybody above herself, Joyce, I'm just thinking, and I'm not a medical provider like you, but if we don't take care of ourselves as women, who's going to be around to take care of those kids, right? That's absolutely right, and that's what I tell my patients. If
2: you don't take care of yourself, who is going to take care of your family if you're not around? So Mm -hmm. I encourage women to to schedule an appointment with your nurse practitioner or other provider to talk about, you know, what's going on with them, develop a plan for early detection. And this will help give you peace of mind and allow you to build uh, on life-saving, um, uh, potentially life-saving, you know, prevention and screening. Yes. And it's, it's easy to fit it into your schedule.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and as you said, early detection can help save lives. Um, the medical world has absolutely evolved in terms of the options that we have with chemotherapy and also radiation. Uh, for someone that says, well, you know, uh, I know someone whose sister was stage two, or stage three, and none of that worked for them. I know, because we have interviewed oncologists on this show, Joyce, that uh, in terms of oncology, a lot of it has gotten to personalized custom medicine. And that's one reason why more and more people are living. So what may not have worked for someone else may mean it may not work for them, right?
2: Right, and, you know, I think about um, when my sister-in-law was diagnosed way back 20 years ago, some of my work uh, co-workers also had breast cancer at that time, and many of them didn't survive. But with the new um, medications, the new strategies, the new uh, uh, opportunities for treatments out there based on the individual person, I think those women would have survived cancer today.
1: Um, Yes. I mean, so we certainly have to take advantage of the timing where we are with medicine evolving as much as it is. Uh, Joyce, always a pleasure to have you on. I do want to mention again to our national and international audience, we are on the line with Dr. Joyce Nestrick. She is the president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Before you leave us, uh, some of my favorite medical providers are nurse practitioners. I love them dearly. Talk about the role of nurse practitioners in general health and also in the screening and bringing more awareness to breast cancer this October.
2: Well, breast cancer and screening and prevention are, are important to nurse practitioners. We like to really partner with our patients to make sure they're getting the treatment um, that they need uh, and partner with them to help them and uh, understand uh, why screening um, is important and, of course, providing uh, primary care for our patients. About 89% of nurse practitioners are in the primary care setting. So okay. that really allows us to partner with our patients.
1: Yeah, the first stop often when we go through. But I also will say, I know you all also can have diverse backgrounds um, because there are nurse practitioners who work in oncology as well, right?
2: Yeah, so we have acute care nurse practitioners. We have uh, family nurse practitioners, women's health, pediatric, psych like mental health, um uh, adult, geriatric, and that many of those also, um, go into specialty areas. So I think you'll find an earth practitioner in almost every type of setting. Uh, and we're here to work with you to, to keep you healthy and keep you mo- moving, uh, forward with good health.
1: I'm always fascinated uh, with the journey of so many nurse practitioners because you all come from such a skilled background often and phenomenal providers. Uh, for someone right now, maybe they're 17, 18, maybe they're 35, uh, considering a career change, tell them about the different options and maybe a little more about the schooling or education of nurse practitioners.
2: Oh, I'd be delighted to. So uh, a nurse practitioner starts out as a registered nurse, um, in which, you know, of course, uh, for your audience, I, I think nursing is a wonderful opportunity. It's a great field uh, right. within itself, many opportunities for the registered nurse. But then also for the advanced practice nurse, particularly the nurse practitioner, uh, that requires a master's or a doctoral degree. And okay. um, we um, diagnose, treat, um uh that includes, uh, non-pharmacologic and, and medications. Uh, we order medications, we order diagnostic tests, and we take care of patients in acute and, uh, for acute and uh, non-acute, uh, conditions and for chronic conditions as well. So I think it's a very rewarding, um, career choice. So if any young people are listening, you know, think yes. about it. It's, it's, uh, it's a great profession.
1: And I think it's so important to have exposure and education because it is a fascinating career path, and I think more people probably would have taken advantage of it if they had known. So that's why I think it's important to have you on the show. Joyce. it's always a pleasure. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information?
2: So you can go to our website at aanp.org for more information on Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And if you're looking for a nurse practitioner, you can go to npfinder.com.
1: I love it. Joyce, thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Go Peace for October. Thank you so much. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and
4: appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional
1: cost. Visit boldfavormagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors
4: the bold. Be fearless.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending issues and topics you want to know more about that impact you, your household, and your community. And you should know that in any given year, 18% of adults and 20% of children in this nation experience a mental illness. And one recent report says that more than 43 million Americans live a mental health problem, and the toll of mental illness is humongous, both emotionally and financially. The good news is that researchers are working on more than 140 new treatments to help out. Now, here right now to talk about the latest developments is Dr. Jeffrey Kahn, Director of the Vanderbilt Center for Neuroscience Drug Discovery. Welcome to the program, sir.
5: Thanks very much. Great to be here.
1: Honored to have you on. I have to know this. What are the most common types of mental illness problems here in the U.S.?
5: Uh, the most common types are uh, really what tops the list is major depression. So depression and anxiety disorders together, uh, over a lifetime of an individual, about 30% of individuals in the U.S. will will experience uh, depression and anxiety disorders, and also other affective disorders. So so depression is considered what we call an affective disorder, and that also includes bipolar disorder, which is also a very high prevalence uh, major mental illness.
1: Okay. And from your professional perspective, doctor, um, would you say there are enough resources available to treat that?
5: I, you know there is always a tremendous need, and I, I should mention those are the the most common, but there are several others that are very high schizophrenia uh, is is about one percent of the population autistic spectrum disorders and i, I of course I should mention substance abuse disorders and there there are resources and there are increasing uh, approaches for treatment of of individuals suffering from these disorders we've made okay. a lot of major advances with with depression and we have medicines for schizophrenia as well as other other resources, but there's a tremendous need for more. So, so with depression alone, about 30% of patients are completely refractory to current treatment. Okay. Uh, and and with each of the major mental illnesses, is the same kinds of uh, uh,
1: problems with some patients who are not effectively treated. Oh wow! And I, I am going to ask you more about that, but I did have to ask this. I can't help but think this being non-medical, is the screening suffice? Because I think that one of the first issues you think as a community reporter is, are people even knowing or identifying the problem properly?
5: I think that's a major problem, and oftentimes they are not. Uh, i not. If you take major depression, many people suffer for many years without ever really being diagnosed and even realizing the treatment is available. Uh, and, and primary care physicians are not really trained or, or do not always pick up on these things. But then even very serious forms of mental illness like schizophrenia, it, it would be surprising to many people how many people suffer for schiz- from a disorder like schizophrenia for many years before someone finally recognizes what's going on and they get a proper diagnosis, and that's critical to the overall uh, course of their illness. For individuals who are treated rapidly uh, with with the first episode of symptoms of schizophrenia, uh, the treatment is much more effective in leading to long-term. Uh, recovery, uh, whereas individuals who go for many years without that treatment are not as likely to recover. So that's a huge uh, issue that I think relates to the stigma around mental illness.
1: At the top of the segment, I did mention it was Hope on the Horizon with some great uh, projects and other items in the pipeline. What are some of the projects you are working on to help treat people living with mental illness? Uh,
5: So right now we're working with projects with several forms of mental illness. Right at the top of the list for us and a real passion of mine is schizophrenia. So we have new approaches that we're advancing for schizophrenia that uh, are currently uh, in clinical uh, testing. And what we're excited about about these approaches is that they have the potential to treat symptoms in schizophrenia patients that are not effectively treated with current medication. So social withdrawal, lack of ability to experience pleasure, and hedonia, uh, and, and also cognitive disturbances that there are no medicines at all that, that are effective in treating these aspects of the disease, and yet those are aspects of the disease that are the most important for long-term uh, uh, success of, of treatment of the patients. Also new treatments for major depression for that 30% that are not okay. effectively treated with current medicines sure. and autistic spectrum disorders.
4: Yeah, I think this is
1: a question many individuals have. I'm sure someone listening in right now from Miami is thinking this. How long does it take for new treatments to get approval? And does the pipeline look I mean, promising? Because obviously you're medical, pharmacology, but a lot of individuals think, well, I've heard about this new discovery. It's going on, but it seems like it seems to be a slow process to get where consumers can actually get access to it.
5: Yeah, it is a very slow process, and I, I think when you look at the time it takes, it's, it, it can be discouraging. But. Uh, but it's important to understand that that it may require 20 years or more of basic research before starting an actual drug discovery effort, and then once you start that drug discovery effort, uh, to go through all of the discovery and into uh, and through clinical testing may may require another uh, 12 to, to 15 years. But the pipeline is encouraging. There are several new approaches oh. in the pipeline, and especially over the last five years I've been encouraged at some of the new approaches that are coming through. And, and when I talk about the pipeline, I'm, I'm really talking about those approaches that are now in or approaching clinical testing. So they're within oh. that last stretch. And hope to have medicines available if those programs are successful within the next ten years or so. Uh, but wow. but for depression and schizophrenia, there's some really encouraging uh, drug candidates on the horizon.
1: What great information! Before you leave, if I have to ask this, uh, how serious is the financial burden to society, to community members, from mental illness in the United States?
5: Yeah. Yeah. The financial burden is tremendous. I think much greater than most people would realize. In in the United States, it's estimated that we spend over 300 billion dollars a year in care uh, in dealing with mental illness. Uh, that's both direct and indirect costs, but a lot of indirect costs that I don't think are captured in that. If you look worldwide, it's really interesting. The World Health Organization put out a list of the ten leading causes of disability, and they were really looking at these from the perspective of the economic impact as as well as just the impact on families and individuals. Of those top ten worldwide, and when you think about that for third world countries and, and some of the the major okay. issues they're dealing with, Uh, Seven of those ten are major mental illness, so the top of the list is major depression, Uh, schizophrenia is on that list, bipolar disorder, etc. So they really constitute one of the largest burdens to our society in terms of the sheer economic impact.
1: Oh, wow. We've had psychiatrists and psychologists come on this show, Dr. Khan, and they have talked about the stigma of mental illness um, that has really hindered people from even seeking professional help. I have to ask you this, of course, being on the pharmacology side, does the stigma associated with mental illness have any influence on the development of new treatments? Uh,
5: yes, I think the stigma of mental illness is a huge factor across the board. It's obviously a big factor for individuals seeking care, but it's also a Big factor in just the national conversation. We as a society are constantly engaged in conversations about uh, diabetes, heart disease, et cetera, and that that increases. Uh, you know, the way that changes the way that we think about these diseases in a way that could could impact the research, but it also impacts the support for research in these disorders. Uh, it's oh, wow. amazing how oftentimes I'm in, in any setting and I see uh, donations for breast cancer or for diabetes or, or sure. multiple disorders, and just the community as a as a whole is contributing these uh, small amounts that add up you don't see that conversation as much with mental illness, unfortunately. And I think oh, wow. that if we could decrease the stigma, that would have a huge impact on every aspect of, of dealing
1: with this problem. Yeah, That's so. it, yeah, a very critical health concern impacting all communities out there. What a great conversation tonight. I know you touched someone. Where can our national and international listeners go for additional information um, about everything you spoke about?
5: Uh, So so I would really encourage uh, anyone who's interested to go to uh, the NAMI website, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Uh, They have chapters in communities throughout the U.S., a terrific organization, provide a lot of information And that's www.nami.org. Also, the Pharma Foundation has a terrific website with a lot of information. Uh, That's phrma.org slash mental illness. Uh, Both of those would be great places to start to to get information. And also, uh, for NAMI, uh, referrals to local uh, chapters and, and individuals that people could contact.
1: Dr. Jeffrey Khan, thank you for that conversation and keep up all the great work in addressing a very serious community concern of mental illness. Thank you, sir.
5: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Glamour Girl Fitness wants you to stop making excuses for fitness and get fit Glamour Girl style. Now supersede the word fitness with fun and incorporate the whole family. That's what Glamour Girl Fitness does with the Mommy and Me program. We take a time out for fitness. Find out more now by visiting www.getfitglamourgirlstyle.com. Again, that's www.getfitglamourgirlstyle.com. Start the conversation today because you matter. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending issues you want to know more about. And, hey, did you ever wonder if the chicken you buy at the local grocery store was raised in a cage or if it was even given hormones? Well, many of us have thought about this, right? Well, to help clear up some common chicken misconceptions or misperceptions, rather, the National Chicken Council has developed the Chicken Guarantees. Here now to separate chicken fact and urban myth from chicken is Tom uh, Super, uh, Senior Vice President of Communications of the National Chicken Council. Tom, welcome to the program.
4: Thanks, Shana. You're right. We know that there are a lot of misperceptions out there about the chicken that we eat. So what we wanted to do at the National Chicken Council, we're, we're rolling out what we're calling the chicken guarantees. And what they are is a set of four simple things that hold true no matter what type of chicken people buy or where they, where they buy it. So whether it's at the grocery store, at the restaurant, a cafeteria, a food truck, whether it's organic, conventional, free-range, etc., etc., et cetera, these following four things always hold true. The chicken is always free of added hormones and steroids. It's the law. Uh, it was always raised cage-free. Farmers are always trained in animal welfare and flocks are always monitored by licensed veterinarians. We're rolling them out as part of our chicken check-in initiative, and they sort of serve as a benchmark for all chicken meat in the U.S.
1: Tom, and I think you're the person that asked this question. How did we get here? Because I do think there are a lot of things that people have just said about chicken that just seems to be off the wall. Do you have any idea how we arrived here?
4: Well, I think that, uh, you know, one of the reasons uh, is that consumers are constantly being bombarded with negative marketing claims. Okay. So, you know, you you walk into a grocery store or a, a menu item, and you, all you see is, it, you know, no additives, no preservatives, no artificial flavors, no this, never that. So we wanted to provide consumers with a, a few simple things that always hold true, no matter what chicken they, they choose to buy. And some of our surveys, uh, you know, as you said about... More than 75% of consumers said they think that there are added hormones and steroids given to given to chickens, and more than uh, about two-thirds of them said that they think uh, chickens raised for meat are are raised in cages. I think that, coupled with the fact that you know most Americans are several generations removed from the farm, uh, that, that those misperceptions kind of kind of sink in.
1: Okay. Uh, Now, this is a question of an hour. What does the National Chicken Council do to ensure that the mentioned welfare standards are met by those local producers?
4: So all of the farms are audited. They're audited by third parties and by our customers, like restaurants and grocery stores. So they will come in and audit a farm to make sure that everything is being done to adhere to their animal welfare uh, principles that every farm and every company must maintain. In addition, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is present in every processing plant, and they inspect every chicken. But really more than that, farmers take pride in what they do. Um, farming isn't a nine-to-five job for them. It's, it's really a lifestyle, and the birds are their livelihood. So they want to do everything possible to keep the birds as healthy as they can. So not only is there an ethical incentive to do the right thing, there's also an economic incentive as well.
1: I love that. So that sounds like some great information that can assure consumers out there. Explain what the chicken check-in is all about.
4: So about two years ago, you know, we, we really sat down and we said, uh, we, we realized that the burden of proof for the, the, the care of the chickens and how they get from farm to fork falls squarely on us, and we need to do a better job of telling our story uh, explaining how the chicken gets from farm to fork and really being more transparent about the process and, and answering questions. So we created a digital hub at www.chickencheck.in uh, and, and consumers can find uh, any information, any question that they have about chickens, uh, there'll be an answer on there. We have videos. We have farmers on there, um, frequently asked questions, infographics, uh, links to all of our social media accounts. Uh, So we just wanted to set the record straight, and we we know consumers have more and more questions about where their food comes from. So we wanted to cut through some of that and provide answers.
0: And thank you
1: so much for joining us on the program to do that. Before you leave us, I have family and friends that uh, sometimes get confused on what it means when there are labels on things. When it says organic chicken, really quick, clear that up. How is that separate from uh, other chicken that does not have the organic stamp?
4: So uh, the United States Department of Agriculture has said there is no difference in terms of uh, nutrition or safety when it comes to organic products. So if the definition of organic for chicken is that it must be free-range, meaning it must have access to the outdoors, it must be fed uh, only organic ingredients, uh, mostly corn and soybeans, so organic corn and organic soybeans, and the chicken must never um, be given antibiotics uh, during its life. So those are the three things that, uh, that define the, the organic chicken label.
1: I see. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Again, thank you for joining us and providing some facts. And one last time, the website our national and international listeners can go to for additional
4: information. For additional information, the listeners can go to www.chickencheck.in, or they can simply Google Chicken Check-In, and it'll take you right there.
1: Tom, thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you, Shana.
0: This is Lenita Mitchell Blackwell, editor in chief of Boyle magazine, and you are listening to Let's Talk America with Hope, Shayna Thornton. Stay tuned in, America. Welcome back,
1: listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics you want to know more about. And, hey, how about planning a winter vacation? That's right. The sooner you lock in your plans, the better. In fact, a recent report finds a spike in ski destination bookings the first week of fall. Wow. Now, here with tips to help make sure you have the most and make the most of that winter holiday plan is travel expert Melanie Fish. Melanie, welcome to Let's Talk America.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. Can you believe believe it? You've barely had your first pumpkin spice latte of fall, and it's time to plan your ski getaway. (laughs) I know, and
1: you've got to address that, right? Why is that so critical or important that we get to lock in those plans early when, after all, we're still thinking of pumpkins and decorations for Halloween?
3: I know. Well, it's very basic. Waiting increases the chance of higher rates, and reduced availability that goes for where you're going to stay the availability of discounted lift tickets plane tickets and so on so also planning early allows you to take a look at holiday events do you want to ha- guarantee that white christmas or what else is going on in the destination you've chosen is there a festival is there uh, better snow at a certain time okay. of the ski season so that's why you have to start planning now
1: Wow, that makes sense. Now, what do we need to consider uh, when it comes to picking those ideal destinations for our family or whoever we're traveling with? Because you know this, if it's just us, a solo, it's, like, easy. But when you bring in kids, your partner, your spouse, even your mom and dad, it can become a bit complicated.
3: You really have to pick a winter destination that's the best fit for all the people in your group my husband doesn't ski I do ski so we have to go to a place that has something that will make us both happy so that might be great snow on the mountain but also a town that has good shopping and dining and other activities Breckenridge is a good example of a place like that or Steamboat Springs is a great family destination in Winter Park Colorado you can book a dog sled ride so really look Look at places that have more to offer than just what's right there on the mountain. You also want to consider the place you're staying. If okay. you're traveling with family or a group, you want more space, and vacation rentals offer twice the space for about half the cost per person compared to a hotel room, and then you get the kitchen, the extra bedrooms, a hot tub, a fireplace, all those things that can make that winter getaway more special.
1: I love that. Now, this is a money question. How important, and, and I guess also, how much should we be acting or responding when we see these great de- vacation destinations when it comes to booking? Because sometimes we see them and we say, well, I probably have a few hours, I probably have a few days or a few weeks, but I know you're a huge advocate of making sure we plan and take those deals ahead of time, Right.
3: Well, you mentioned the report that HomeAway just put out, and that's who I work for, that shows a spike in ski destination bookings the first week of fall, and that's really why you need to make your plans now. By the end of November, 50% of vacation rentals booked through HomeAway.com are already reserved. A good rule of thumb is that the bigger they come, the faster they book. Large homes book at the briskest pace. Half of the homes with four or more bedrooms in these ski destinations are already reserved by mid-October, and that's for the whole ski season through March.
1: Oh, wow. So we may actually be behind the curveball at this point, right?
3: Yeah, it's really really about the selection. Now's the best time.
1: Okay, for all the parents and grandparents listening in, this is a money question. I have to hear your response on this. What important tips do you have for keeping our kids happy and entertained during the trip? Because you know this better than I do, Melanie, that every destination does not have great Wi-Fi, and you know that's the biggest thing kids complain about.
3: It is, and I'm torn between just letting them have that Wi-Fi or saying, "Too bad, you got to spend time with mom." So, <laughs> me mom. But that's, that, exactly. But some other things you can do to keep the kids happy are: we talked about the place you're choosing to stay. You can choose the amenities that it offers. Do you want to rent a home that has a hot tub? There are movie rooms, there are places with pool tables, game rooms. Some places you stay are right on the mountain, some are in town, so the kids can walk to the skating rink. You also want to give the kids a say in what you're going to do. Maybe they don't want to be on that mountain all day, every day. My family went on its first ski vacation, and the kids just wanted to spend a day sledding. That's a free oh, wow. activity. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely all for that. So really <laughs> think about what you can do beyond the slopes with the kids.
1: You mentioned the word money, savings, and budget. Any additional tips to allow parents or even those without kids to save more money when they're booking their out winter trips?
3: Well, right now you can find some deals on ski cool, ski, ski schools and lift tickets. And there's okay. also a savings when you rent a vacation home. You have that kitchen, so you can have breakfast before you yeah. hit the slopes. Yeah. I mean, ski slopes are notorious for expensive food. So if you can <laughs> ski right in and cook a little lunch and, and save going out for that nice dinner, I think that's a huge savings.
1: I agree, it's all about savings and having fun, and you have set us up with some great tips. Again, before we leave, let us know where we can go for additional information on planning our winter vacation.
3: Get started at homeaway.com slash ski. It'll help you choose the best destination for your family. Then you can type in where you want to go, the dates you want to go, and find that perfect match for a vacation home. Melanie, thanks
1: for allowing us to get more of your tips as being a a professional travel expert. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Hi, this is College Senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Kaur, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shayna Thornton. Well, everyone, that's a wrap for the interviews for tonight's edition of Let's Talk America Radio. But stay with us. We'll be back on with a new episode next week, same time, same place. Remember, we broadcast live each Tuesday at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And we certainly appreciate you sticking with us. And remember to tell a family, friend, or colleague about our programming. It is Balanced News Talk aimed to keep you informed. Well, of course, we love highlighting timely news, but we also love phenomenal music. And tonight, I'm so excited to present the music of Gregory D and Company. Gregory D and Company and the title of this track is More Than a Conqueror. More Than a Conqueror. Thanks so much for all of the musical submissions from all of the musical managers and also PR representatives out there. A special hello and acknowledgement to Nikki Smith out of Texas. Well, everyone, the music of Gregory D and Company will close us out, but remember to stay informed and the conversation doesn't stop here. Continue to stay in contact with Let's Talk America Radio. us. Us on social media simply use the hashtag lta radio to find us and remember we do follow back and hey check out our website it will keep you engaged ltaradio.com again our website is ltaradio.com we appreciate you stay informed know the issues know the topics you have choices Let's Talk America with host Shane Updoran Radio Show is an entity, a passion in Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. Views of the guests are their own, they do not represent those of the production staff of Let's Talk America Radio. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.
0: I can't wait till the battle's over. I must pray. Right now, even though it seems like I'm losing, I'll still win. I'll still win. Yeah. To, to the battle, I must praise you right, right now. Cause even though, though it seems like I'm but I'll still, I'll still win I'll still win I can't wait To the battle Cause I must praise Him right now Cause even though it seems like I'm losing But I'll still win How with-